Well, I love her, but I love the fish. Welcome to the official podcast of Trout Porn Nation, your source for the best in fly fishing media from around the globe. Support for this podcast comes from 5280 Angler. 5280 Angler is your premier guide service for walk and wade trips in the Denver Front Range. They are passionate about service and wild about fish. For more info, go to 5280angler.com. All right, here we are, down in the basement, episode 42. We're going to be talking uh, quite a few things tonight, and a special guest, we've got Peter Stitcher from Ascent Fly Fishing and the Fly Fishing Rendezvous. What's up, man? Hey, I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. Anytime. So... Uh, this podcast, do the same thing as last time. You'll be listening for a code word. When you hear it, go put it in a review or email it to podcast at Nation. Get a sticker, and then you get a code for 25% off some jewelry. I think it's 25% off, off of some jewelry from um, Clary over at um, Jewelry by Sassy on Instagram. So be listening for the code word. You'll know when I say it. Uh, What's up, man? Let's get into this thing. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So let's talk Ascent. Let's get into that one first, I think. Um, and then we'll get into the other two things and then go from there. Yeah, I got a See lot of flies on the water, man. Yeah, it's always good. Yeah. So Ascent Fly Fishing, um, what, what can I tell you about it? Um, so when, when did you start? Why did you start? And where? I guess. Yeah, so Ascent Fly Fishing, uh, I, th- I like to say that we sell the uh, the smartest bugs on the water. And uh, we're a little bit different than most fly shops um, in that I'm an aquatic biologist. And through Ascent Fly Fishing, we take all the geeky stuff I do as a biologist, looking at fish feeding behavior and habitat use and specifically the entomology. And people will tell me when and where they're fishing anywhere in the continental U.S., and we'll go into our database of bugs and build them a fly selection specific to the bugs and the life cycles they'll see when they're fishing that water. Yeah, that's nice, taking all the guesswork out of it. I mean, that's the uh, kind of the perennial question of the, of the fisher, uh, fisherman and woman. Uh, what are they biting on? That's what we answer for our clients. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all the time. You can call a fly shop before you go and, you know, what are they hitting on? And you'll get... Sometimes you get a generic list of stuff, and right. sometimes it's not so generic. Yeah, I mean, instead, you know, give us a call, give us an email, and we'll flex our brains, and we'll, uh, we won't guess. We'll tell you exactly what it is. Nice. I like it. Um, so how many, you can probably go nationwide, huh? Yeah, so our database uh, really goes coast to coast. So the lower 48 states is where uh, we really have every major trout water, every major region covered as far as... Uh, you know, the hatches we have logged in our, our database, and we have 400,000 flies, so we can get down uh, pretty close to what you'll see on that water. Nice. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. Take all the guesswork out of it and 
gets you right into fish. Exactly. I mean, that's the one thing uh, anglers don't have a lot of is time. So instead of searching for the right patterns, uh, we'll just get you the right flies every time. Um, you had asked me, you know, when I started this. Yeah. So, yeah, I, uh, I still work as a biologist for a group here in the Rockies called ERC. Okay. And so we build trophy fishing water for folks. Mm. Um, and part of that's looking at the bugs. So I was working as a biologist with another firm, and people were asking me, well, hey, what's happening on this section of the Eagle, on this section of the Roaring Fork in Colorado? And I'd sampled the, the invertebrates, and I'm like, oh, these are the flies, and their life cycle and size is this time of year. And uh, a couple people took that out and caught a lot of fish. And uh, so I started tying some flies with buddies, and we do like 600 dozen a month or something and selling them out of my garage uh, based on the waters people were fishing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we'd make more money doing that than I would as a biologist in a month. So I thought, hey, there's something here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, man. That ain't, uh, that's not a bad hustle at all. That's, yeah. the way to do that's the way to do it. So... You, you've got a lot of bugs, a lot of flies. You can fill a box for anybody going anywhere. Right. Um, so I guess, you know, what, what would you say the, the hole are you, are you filling in the market compared to say, you know, I, mean, I, I guess I know which hole you're filling in the market compared to other fly shops. Right. So I, I think there's kind of a men- mentality in, in fly fishing that I'm trying to break down. And that is that there are those people that know, those that are catching fish consistently. And there's almost this kind of secrecy and, and high cost to entry. Like you got to pay a guy a ton of money to go out or you got to go to the shop and spend $40 on a dozen flies if, if you're going to get any information. Um, and I'm probably the only fly shop that's ever going to like talk you out of buying flies and just give you the secret sauce. So if mm. you bring your box over to one of our sales or my place, you tell me where you're fishing and you already have it covered. I'll, I'll just point out the right flies, drop a pen on Google Earth for you where the fishing's the best, and, and send you out. But, uh, yeah, I, I want to educate people and give them that insider's knowledge on how to catch more fish. Um, and so, yeah, educating people. And I'm just passionate about people getting on the water, becoming advocates uh, for the river, and, uh, yeah, becoming lifelong anglers. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean that's really because it's all—it's really what we're all striving for—is just to keep doing this for, forever. Yeah, I'd rather do that than anything else I do. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'd rather go fish than do anything else. Trust me. Yeah, um, you know, and I think there's a lot of really knowledgeable shops out there. A lot of really knowledgeable guides. Um, I think I like to explain the way I look at the river is almost like uh, how Neo looked at the Matrix. Mm. Um, so a lot of people see bugs flying around or or uh, they see the river flowing by their feet. I mean, you know, when I'm out on the river, uh, I'm calculating water temperature and elevation and, and clarity of water and um, the entomology and the life cycles and, and really just putting this all down to something you can tie in your rod. So yeah. I don't need to tell people a bunch of Latin names of bugs if it doesn't help them catch fish. So it all comes down to what you can tie in your rod. Yeah. No, that's true because a lot of people don't really uh, – I don't think a lot of people dive that deep into, you know, trying to figure out the difference in caddises and right. sedges and, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Trout don't speak Latin either, man, so it's, yeah. it's unnecessary. Yeah. No, that's, that's good, man. So I know one thing you've got coming up is you've got a film coming up. We do, yeah. We're super Shortly, stoked about it. right? We do. It's, uh, yeah, I, I picked up the final version uh, today. I'm going to watch it tonight, make sure everything's uh, solid and then it, it goes to the press it'll be ready in a couple of weeks nice 
So, okay, so can you say the name now? Yeah. Okay. Um, the movie is called Creating Order in Your Flybox. And uh, Surface Films, who had done Geobass's uh, um, for Costa, they mm-hmm. produced it for us. So it's made for TV quality. And uh, kind of the focus of this film is how can a fly fisher go into their fly box that's full of this jumble of disorganized flies, mm-hmm. identify step-by-step what every fly in their box is intended to imitate, which ones are mayflies, caddisflies, stoneflies, throughout the entire life cycle, and then repack them into your box so that when you're on the river, um, you can go specifically to a mayfly row, a midge row, a caddis row, and just by running your finger across one row in your box, you can follow that hatch out of the water, on top of the water, back to the water. Mm. It's like reading the story of that bug on the water and where the trout will be feeding next just by running your finger across row in the box. See, I like that. I'm an org- I'm, I like to think I'm organized, but there are times when I know my fly box is not organized. And if I find a picture, I'll show you a fly box. <laughs> All right. Well, make sure to post it for... Uh, that way you can, uh, yeah, you can so, tear it apart. Here's my worm box. That, that's more organized <laughs> than, than most. I mean, that's just worms. So annelids, yeah. You got a couple uh, copper johns in there. It looks like. Uh, I got some. I got a sow bug here. I got some little chironomids. Chironomids, yeah. Like all this junk here, I need to get out. You know, and most but of us, yeah. This is this is my worm box, and I've added like three dozen worms to this since this picture. So, well, all right. So, I mean, that's what we would call like, you know, a hatch specific box or an order specific box. You just got annelids in there. I mean, most of us. You know, we might have a couple fly boxes, and it's just a jumble of dries and wets and, and every order of bugs, stoneflies and, and mayflies and, and caddis are all mixed together. Yeah. So when we're on the river, it's like a crossword puzzle. Where yes. The one thing we don't have is time, and we're wasting what little time we have looking for the right flies. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I've been trying to get away from that. I really would like my box to be somewhat organized. Right. So, yeah, in this video, I mean, we have actual videos of every single um, of the actual insects in those different life cycles. We cut away to the flies that we use to imitate that order of insects, like mayflies in their nymph life cycle. Mayflies as wet emergers. Mayflies as emerging duns. And step by step, we pull them out and repack them together. And uh, we go a step further, show you how to create um, season-specific fly boxes. Some people want to use this method and have like a spring fly box, a summer fly box. Right. And we also do like water-specific fly boxes. So if you uh, want a tailwater box, a lake box, yep. what flies, what uh, life cycle is going to be prevalent in those habitats. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's good, man. Well, I, I've been organizing a bit lately, so it's not like I'm completely bad. But I did, I mean, you know, there, there for a long time I had, like you're saying, I had one CNF box. I had all my dries on one side, and it was like anywhere from like a Joe's hopper to a stimulator to small caddis to small DBWOs to Griffith's gnats in the dries. So, you know, I mean, just everywhere. And then other side, I'd have like, you know, Pat's rubber legs, golden stones, prince nymphs, sow bugs. I mean, just the whole, all over the place. And, you know, then you... You go out and you fish, and you're on the water, and you're like, "Oh shit!" You know, right? One, what am I doing? So well, it sounds like what you what you were doing is is what we took kind of all the way, 
And so in this, the hatch organization method, we're trying to follow the patterns and cycles that mother nature's following. We're following the patterns that the, the trout are chasing on the water. Mm. So we do have, uh, when you use this uh, method we show, you'll have one page that is all your wet flies that imitate the aquatic life cycles, a midge row, and it goes from larva to pupa, so like your emergers, a mayfly row, a caddis row. And as you yes. run your finger across that row, when you get to the hinge in your box, you flip it over. Mirrored on the same row on the other side of the box is the first dry life cycle for that family of insects out of the water. Mm-hmm. So it's like the next chapter in the life of that bug, next chapter of where the fish are feeding and, and where the action is going to be. Yeah. See, I like that. So, yeah, this will be uh, downloadable and streamable. So if you want to watch it uh, on your iPhone on the side of the river or if you prefer you know, traditional DVDs, we'll have those as well. Nice. You're going to have it on Vimeo or so your – like a – it's going to be downloadable off of our website, riveroracle.com. Um, so that website should be up uh, with the release of the video. Um, okay. And then you can get uh, the DVDs also on both Ascent Fly Fishing and riveroracle.com. I think a lot of people are going digital now. I, mean, I, know, I know the last movie I bought uh, specifically for fly fishing was the, what was it, Dynamic Nymphing, and I just did the Vimeo on demand. Right. And it's, you know, it's on my phone now, so... Yeah, I mean, you can watch it on the way to the river. Yep. Yeah, I think I mean it, it works. I think nowadays, if you're not mobile, you're you're kind of falling behind the times. Right, and I mean, the, our our vision is to continue to unpack this science into something that you can you know use on the go, use on the river. So we have mobile apps that are designed, not put out yet, but we're going to be doing some pretty industry crushing stuff. Nice. That's gonna yeah put the knowledge in your hands. Yeah, no, that's the way to do it because I know there's not not a lot of uh, apps out there for fly fishing at all. So, and, I mean, the intent with all this, I mean, so the slogan for River Oracle is all seeing, all knowing, and it's more about inclusion. Like, mm-hmm. I want everybody to have this insider knowledge, to share this knowledge, so that we're all successful on the river. So it's about bringing it all in and, and getting everyone on the water and catching fish. Nice, and that'll be out. So that'll be out soon. Right, yeah, in May. In May. Okay, so we're not too far out. We're 10 days or so, eight, nine days from the end of this month. So coming up. Yep. Good. That's good. That'll get your your boxes in order. Yeah, that's right. See, there's there's my midge box. Yeah, and when... One uh, of them. When you, you find out that you got some holes in the hatch or or you're missing some different uh, life cycles, that's when you can come to Ascent Fly Fishing and we'll... Uh, We'll help you top off. See, that's that's my thing. I'm always I'm always like seventy to fifty percent where I really want to be on all patterns, and I'm like, yeah, I should probably get some more of these, but I haven't. You know, I, right. I think I was at Decker's last. I think it was last week, and fish were eating. They were eating good. There was there was some caddis coming off, just not a lot though, and there was a lot of BWOs. And of course, they're they're keying on BWOs, and I've got RS2s, and I've got like one BWO dry, and it's way too big, and it's not what they were looking at. Right. And I'm like, why don't I just buy BWOs or, you know, even tie them? They're so easy to tie. But right. You know, that's that's one of the things where you just you got you have that hole in your box. You're like, well, shit. You got any BWOs I borrow? <laughs> right. So, I mean, a lot of, I don't know, some of your listeners, they're probably pretty savvy to what a BWO is. Some of them might not be, but yeah. 
you know, it's, we call it a blooming olive mayfly, right? So that's our abbreviation. And they look at their fly box and like, all right, so I've identified some mayflies. Which one's a BWO? Right. So, I mean, on our website, we try to, again, make as much knowledge available as possible. So you can search by specific hatches, BWOs, pale morning duns, you know, salmon flies, you name it. Mm-hmm. So we have, but then we also have hatch-specific selections. So we cover the entire life cycle of that fly from nymph through wet emerger to dun to spinner. And uh, as the trout are following that food up and down out of the water, I mean, you have every fly for every part of that life cycle. Also, if people just want to educate themselves, we have over 400,000 flies. I list the family, the species, the life cycle of every single fly we sell. So you want to look up uh, parachute atoms, I list every single hatch Mm. that the parachute atoms can be used to fish. Yeah. No, that's good because it's, a lot of the times it's, you know, you, you talk to guys like, well, what, you know, what are they eating? Oh, you know, they murders. Well, can you be a little more specific? Right. You know? So, no, that's good. I like that. I'm going to have to get some order in my box. Absolutely. Well, and I'm, I'm a resource to you and your listeners. I, I really have no margin in my life. It's all fly fishing all the time. So uh, mm. if you got questions about, hey, this is where we're going to be in the country, in the Rockies. I want to catch this species of trout or where's the fishing hottest. I will always point you in the, the right direction. And I'm happy just to tell you what flies are working. I mean, clients text me pictures of flies from the water all the time. And I'm like, all right, this is what it is. Text me a picture of your fly box. Row four, fly three, that's the one that's going to match it. So nice. I'm, I'm here to help. Yeah. No, that's good, man. That takes a lot of uh, takes a lot of guesswork out for you know newer people in the – in the industry, which I think we have a lot right now. It's There's growing. a lot of new people in the industry. I love it. It's growing. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. I like it. Um, so next order of business mm-hmm. is going to be the big one. Fly fishing rendezvous. Right. Coming up end of May. Jeffco Fairgrounds yeah, out so in Golden. Jeffco Fairgrounds in Golden right off of 6th and... Uh, Sims Street. Not not quite Sims. Yeah, off of 6 and really close to I-70. Okay. So that's the where, the when, May, May 20th, 20th, 21st. Yep, yep. 8.30 till 5 uh, in the evening. Nice. Okay, so now the why. So, yeah, the fly fishing rendezvous is a very focused, Rocky Mountain proud fly fishing show. And our intent is threefold with this event. We want to educate anglers. And so we have three theaters, a speaker's theater, a fly tying theater, a casting green, and 35 hours of classes. So you can go back and forth interacting with um, the professionals, I mean, like the people that spend their time and living on the water, and just get intimate access to these guys and gals and, and pick their brains. So Landon Mayer, um, Robert Younghands, the bug guy. Yep. Pat Dorsey's joined us in the past. Go watch Rick Takahashi tie flies. Mm. And so education. You know, yeah. How are we going to be successful on the water? You know, sit in and learn from these folks. Nice. We also have, we want to highlight kind of the homegrown Colorado Proud companies that are growing here, uh, born on our rivers, and, uh, yeah, making this sport grow. So um, all the companies are only Rocky Mountain-based. Um, okay. So our apparel companies, our guides, 5280 Anglers, who's uh, um, one of the sponsors of this show will yep. be there. And, uh, yeah, we give 
the little guys that are just starting up their their little closet or garage fly fishing brand are going to be next to Sims and Fish Pond and, and other big known brands. Right. Um, the final thing we're trying to do is uh, well, and also you can buy gear from all these folks. We all uh, are offering uh, special deals. So Ascent Fly Fishing is doing ten dollars dozens on trout flies there. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm gonna load up. Yeah, pick my brain and we will match the hatch for where when and where you're fishing. Nice. So everyone's got deals. Um, and then we're also trying to um, bring visibility to and support um, causes that are important to our waters. Right. So Colorado Trout Unlimited gets 10% of the door and half of the uh, silent auction and raffle proceeds. Um, Project Healing Waters gets the other half of the uh, raffle proceeds. Nice. And then there's other groups, uh, Casting for Recovery, Colorado mm-hmm. Women Fly Fishers, Federation of Fly Fishers. We give those uh, groups space to, nice. to share their message. That'd be good, man. That'd be real good. So who who do you have uh, big names in the industry showing up this year? As far as speakers? Speakers. Um, yeah. So speakers. Um, maybe um, one or two vendors. Right. Yeah. Landon Mayer um, okay. is certainly a name that's known here in the Rockies. Uh, I need to get him on. <laughs> meet him there. I'll introduce you. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're talking. Yeah. So he'll be there. Um, other authors, uh, Dwayne Redford. Um, he's written some books on yep. nymphing techniques and dissecting water. Yep. Um, fly tires, Rick Takahashi mm-hmm. and Al Ritt are both, uh, okay. Umqua tires. Um, yep. we have some Montana fly company tires, um, Chris Kruger and Carl Pennington. Okay. Um, so they'll be tying on the big screen in the tying theater. Um, Robert Young hands, the bug guy. Um, yep. he's inter- always a kick. Did interview with him at the ISE. Yeah. So he's going to be, uh, talking about entomology. And, you know, someday I'll put my name on that list. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to be uh, talking about, again, creating order in your fly box, and then how do you match the hatch in two minutes? So the nice. places we look around the river to know what's on the menu every time we're on the water. Okay. As far as com- uh, companies, um, we got some startup rod and reel co- uh, companies there. Um, but uh, Sims, Fish Pond, okay. um, Rep Your Water are probably some oh, of the, the biggest. God, Fish Pond. I want one of their packs. Yeah, and their nets are killer. Yeah, I've got me a, I've got me a nomad. I want a new pack though. I don't know if I'm gonna go Sims or Fish Pond. So when there's some startup um, deli we'll, fresh we'll design, see, we'll have to see who butters me up the best. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I mean we got some really innovative new products coming out. So deli fresh design um, does some of that old school like lamb's wool and leather type uh, fly cases. Mm. Um, there's some new startup tools. Uh, up the pooter has a new not forcept fly maintenance tool. So, I mean, really, yeah, a lot okay. of innovation there. Um, so we have a lot of women specific companies. Um, Sarah Bella fly fishing okay. does custom fly rods wrapped here locally. Yep. Um, beautiful. Yeah. I've seen those. Rods. Those are beautiful, man. Yeah. They're and then you guys nice. will be there. You'll be there recording. There's a surprise people. Oh, sorry. I just no, out. It, it was, it was going to come out this episode anyway. So it's good that it did. So yeah, we will have a booth there. Um, Obviously, you know, we don't have a ton of merch, but we've got calendars, koozies, stickers, and hats. And uh, I'll probably have a couple guys there with me just hanging out, tying flies and... Drinking some upsell beer. Yeah. yeah. You know, make it a make it a good community deal. Just go hang out. And I mean, what's what's better than spending the weekend at a fly fishing show? Right. Honestly. And so, yeah. As long as you got a little a little coin you can throw around somewhere, you're you're good to go. Well, your coin's going to go a lot further here. And also for your, your listeners, we do have a, a discount code. So listen up. 
Yeah. When you get on the website, flyfishingrendezvous.com, um, you can buy your tickets online. And if you use the discount code TROUTPORN at checkout, all caps, uh, you'll get a ticket for $7 and a free raffle ticket that'll you can throw in one of the box, uh, one of the boxes, and you know, win a flow trip, uh, win a nomad net, win something cool, and uh, yeah, seven dollars in advance, or it's ten dollars cash at the door. Nice, yeah, no, that's good, man. Thanks. Hopefully, we can get some uh, get some peeps there to get in there and enjoy it, man. I mean, this is uh, yeah, this is a really intimate show, and it's it's a ton of fun. I mean, you can bounce all day long, going from one class to another. And yeah, just pick up some great gear and get ready for the season. Nice. Yeah, I think uh, I think I'm gonna man the booth for a little bit, but I think I'm really gonna hit the pavement and see if I can get on the podcast, get some interviews done. See if you can find some time during the show. We'll talk about it a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be a good one. Uh, so that's the when, that's the where, that's the why. Use trout porn at checkout, all caps. Get a cheap ticket. Get a free raffle ticket. Go win something. Um, yeah, I like it, man. It's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. It'll be real fun. I mean, there'll probably be a couple thousand people. It's like, it's the fastest growing show. And I mean, yeah, this is, this is what the Rocky Mountains is about. This is our scene. Nice. Hell yes. So get out there, people. I will be there. Uh, I'm not sure who I'll have in the booth, but it'll be a good time at the rendezvous. So get there. Okay, so we talked about my worm box. I couldn't find a picture of any other box, which is probably good. Although I'm getting better at organizing, but nonetheless. I'll bring a box to the show. How's that sound? Sounds good. And then we can look at it and say, no, you're screwed up. Well, then I want to see your box after you've watched the video. <laughs> exactly. You know, we sit down, we walk you through it step by step, tell you when to pause it. You get another beer, you finish it up. I want to see the box when it's organized and... And then I want to see all the fish you caught because you're not wasting time. You're yes. not wasting money in the fly shop buying flies you already have. You know what you have. Oh, that's the worst part, man. I go in and buy flies and I'm just – I mean, honestly, half the time when I buy flies, I I get like a dozen of what I need and like half dozen to a dozen of something else that I'm just like, ooh, shiny. Yeah. And it, it kills me every time. And you get on the river and you're like, oh, shit, I already had that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I always do the buy it and have it in doubles. I had like four pairs of bootlaces for my Sims because I kept forgetting that I had. To, <laughs> I was like, I need bootlaces, and then go buy bootlaces, and I had bootlaces. So that'll be uh, that'll be good. Okay. So what is that? You got anything else about the movie Rendezvous or Ascent? I mean, I, I think that's it. Like, yeah, I'm here to equip you for success on the water. So. You know, you can hit me up at any of these events through any of my websites. And, uh, yeah, I want to catch, I want you to catch a lot of fish. Yeah. No, that'll be good, man. And then I'll, uh, you know what I'll do is I'll put the, I'll put the ascent link in the show notes so you guys can click on it and, uh, go straight to the ascent website. That way you can get, get there. So it'll be in the show notes. You so know, just listen. I guess, yeah, one more thing. If, if you want to stay plugged into, when we're doing our, our, our classes, when we're doing our sales, or you just want to like get educated and get a kind of a fish eye view of what's going on in the water, um, we got a, a monthly newsletter we send out, and nice. I I write an article every month. They're all on my blog on the website, but I take the geeky stuff I do as a biologist, looking at 
fish vision, fish feeding behavior, entomology, and I break it down to stuff you can tie in your rod. So how nice. do you, you fish smarter and, and catch more fish? Nice. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. All right, so every guest gets to do this. All right, hit so, me. So top three people to fish with. Yeah, yeah, you, you threw this at me before, and I was, I, I was, it was a stumper. It kind of goes all over the board, so there's no, there's no real, um, I guess there's no real order that anybody ever goes in. All right. Well, I, I'm going to start, you know, sincere first. Um, I'm going to say Dave and Emily Whitlock. Okay. So Dave Whitlock is one of the, probably the best known fly fishers, and he's, he's been around for a while, um, writing books on Match and Hatch all the way back to the 80s. And one of the most genuine, sincere, nice people. You meet him at the fly fishing show, uh, he and Emily, his wife, and they will, you know, take time, look you in the face, sign your book, and, I mean, they want the sport of fly fishing to flourish. And they, yeah. I would just love to spend time with uh, he and his wife. Uh, mm-hmm. They got a spring creek in their, their backyard in, in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and I think that would just be a really uh, enriching experience to fish with, with them. Yeah, that would be a good one. Um, the next one... Um, I would say Hank Patterson. Right. Yeah, I like his style. Um, you know, uh, lawn chair in the river. Yeah, you know, I could get I could get down with a lawn chair in the river. I mean, simulating hatches with like just whipping it about a thousand times so the <laughs> trout rise. Um, lots of beer, and uh, he he has access to some really rare species. So like the the cutty brown bow, yep. um, the cut browns. I mean, I've never seen any of these as a biologist, and I've worked all over the place. So, yeah. I mean, I want to see where these fish are. Um, yeah, and no I think kidding. I could learn some stuff from him. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Lawn chair, lawn chair hatch is a good one. Oh, it's uh, it's a lot easier on the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then yeah, number three, um, little local legend. Um, I, Landon Mayer, um, you know, that guy has trout x-ray vision. And I'd love to spend an afternoon with him on the Dreamstream probably. And, um, I mean, I know the geeky stuff, but uh, I want to kind of look through his eyes at the river, and I think it would be a lot of fun. I mean, no one knows the Dreamstream like him. so Dude, he's got that thing on lock. I mean, there, there's no, no question. Every, every time he posts pictures, it's a good fish. Well, if you spend 200 days a year on a river, you're yeah. probably going to know it. But he knows it, and I respect uh, him a lot. So I'd love to, to go on the water with him sometime. Yeah, I mean, he's he knows that one by, like, the back of his hand. It's, like, it's just like Dorsey. Dorsey knows the self you know, Cheeseman and, yeah, Cheeseman and all that, just back of his hand. I mean, it's, you spend your life doing it, you're going to know it. So Right. No, that's awesome. That's a good list. I think, uh, yeah, I think I was going to talk, I was going to, Get a book from Dave and Emily at the at the uh, fly fishing show, but the line was just outrageous, and I right. was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna wait." Yeah, you know, I mean, he's he's honestly he's one of the bigger, he you know he he doesn't go out and make a presence, but just knowing that he's there, people are like, "All right, well, I'm going." And as long as that line there. was, he took time to like get down and talk to my seven year old son, and like draw uh, a trout and autograph uh, a little piece of a, uh, you know, a bookmark for my son. So nice. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Good people. Fly Hell fishing's yeah. full of good people. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a good sport, man. It really is. Calm. Just go out, calm down. Yeah. Cheaper than therapy, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Maybe not. I don't know. 
Eh, depends on what you're fishing. At a cent fly fishing, it is, man. That's for sure. <laughs> nice. Well, there you go. All right. So we'll get into this next segment. But this last segment was brought to you by 5280 Angler. 5280 Angler is the premier guide for trips on the Denver Front Range. From the Dream Stream to Deckers to Boxwood Gulch, and now Long Meadow is open. Don't forget. Uh, the guys at 5280 have the information and skill needed for you to have a great time on the water. They are passionate about service and wild about fish. So, uh, you've been over Boxwood? Yeah, I was actually on the team of biologists that uh, restored Boxwood along Long Meadow. Nice. So, yeah. I mean, my head's... Did you do some work in North Fork? Um, no. Uh, well, actually, yeah. I think we, we, we... I wasn't part of that team, but I think ERC was. But yeah, we okay. did the Blue River through Silverthorn, the okay. Eagle through Minturn. My head's under the water a lot. Nice. Yeah. I love it. Big fish. <laughs> Dude, that place has got monstrous fish. I mean, all, all three of those properties are just packed with... And the, and the diversity in there is, you know, I think that's one thing that people don't get is a, a river like that can hold so many different types of fish. Right. You know, I mean, it's get the tigers, the browns, the, the palominos don't stay in there very long, but no. you, know, you kind of, you stick out like a target. Somebody's going to pull you out of the water. That's eventually. right. But uh, yeah, I mean, those, it's, it's good water. And like you said, you guys you guys did a lot of work in those things, huh? Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, fifty two eighty, they got it dialed in. I mean, they can get you on the big fish for sure. Yeah. And those those are the places right there, man. So get there if you can. So let's get into a few questions uh, from the from the Facebook group. Um. Okay. So let's do this one. Since you are. A biologist, you know your flies. You've got a big catalog of flies. What gives flies, like the mop fly, the squirmy worm, and the squirminator, such a bad rap? You know, I think bad raps in fly fishing come from the pride of anglers. I mean, you're going to have people that bag on peg eggs or they're going to bag on squirm that's, worms. That's a hot one, too. Right? Um, but... Uh, I mean, what was fly fishing really about? I mean, I think it's about a place of belonging, that we belong on the river. I mean, it's this river that's uh, the water that's flowing over our boots is the same water that makes up our, our beans, our, our, you know? And so, like, yeah. that fly line's an umbilical to the river. So let's not get pretentious and say dry flies only or, or squirmy worms or, or crap. Like, I think squirmy worms have a good thing going in that they have a lot of motion, very realistic secondary motion. Um, the same reason that a pat's rubber leg, with all those legs flipping and kicking around, I mean, there's a, a whole other layer of realism that uh, the trout are going to love. Same reason articulated streamers are effective. So, yeah, you know, uh, I'm not, uh, I don't tie the squirming worms or the mob flies yet, but I'm not against it, and uh, they're good flies. See, that's it. I think, man, I've I've fished, I haven't done very well on mop flies yet. Just I haven't fished them a lot. It's not high water yet, you know. The mop flies I have are fairly large, right? So, kind of holding back on that. But I have fished squirmy worms, and those things are just fish catching. Absolutely, I mean, end of story. Well, and I think you, you you nailed it right on the head. When the mop fly is going to be effective is going to be during runoff. Yeah. 
So, I mean, we're going to use a mop fly to match crane fly larvae exactly. in the water. And they're getting kicked out of the bottom of the river um, when the flows are high. Yeah. And those, those crane fly larvae are not small. No, they're the size of a dill pickle. I mean, they're the size of your pinky. Yep. So don't be, you know, don't, don't think you've got to throw, you know, go to Decker's and you have to throw 18s, 20s, 22s because once that water's up, you're going to be throwing a big, a big inch and a half long mop fly with a probably a squirmy as a dropper <laughs> right i mean i think people you know they, they ask the shop what's ha- hatching and, and they never go and pick up the menu themselves right. so you need to go to the river sane the water or which is you know putting a little mesh net down the water and taking a sample you got to pick yep. up the rocks you got to look at what's flying around what's floating around and and look for yourself learn to identify learn to fish learn to be successful pick up the menu yep so I'll ask you this question because you're going to know the answer. How far up is the caddis hatch right now on the Arkansas? You know. I heard Canyon City's getting pretty good right about now. Right. And so you nailed it. I mean, the, the hatches are starting at lower elevation always. Um, every hatch, every major feeding event in the water is going to be triggered by water temperature right. and by light. So warmer water is going to trigger it at lower elevation. So, yeah, I think uh, Canyon City, Dakota Paxi, there is a lot of those kind of tan size 16 sedge. There's some olive sedge coming off. Our big spotted sedge, uh, about a size 12, should be popping here soon, starting low. But it's, uh, it's going to be intermittent. I mean, they're going to be popping off at, uh, I mean, a few of them at Buena Vista already. But yeah. uh, it's not going to be hot and heavy yet. We're still pretty low on, on the curve. Yeah. No, you want that big blanket hatch. Get out there. We all want that. Yeah. yeah. It's a moving target, though. God, I love that thing. I mean, it's, been, it's been a long time since I hit it right where it was just super thick, you know, bugs all in your face. But right. I'm hoping I'm going to get there. Well, you can drive and sample. I mean, you can see a lot out of your car window. You're just going to drive until you see the until bugs over the river. The yeah, <laughs> you, you drive until you see the fish rising. Yeah. And caddis, I mean, you'll, you'll see them from the highway. You can identify a caddis fly. So from 50 yards away, you can tell it's a caddis fly. Because they fly like an ADHD kid drinking Mountain Dew. I mean, they are off the wall, no rhyme or reason, just chaotic swarms. So yeah. you see that, you yeah, know, you got caddis. flipping and flopping their wings trying to stay up is all right. they're doing. You know? So, you know, pull over where you see them flopping and the fish rising and, and you're on. Tie on two. Tie on two caddis. Yeah, double dry. Different colors. That's my, that's my, uh, I don't know, I guess that's my hack. When I yeah. fish double caddis, I throw like a dark body and then a light body. Yeah. Just give them something a little different from the other one so they're not picking, you know. I love it. Yeah. So on, on the blog, I wrote an article on that called Double Down. And uh, we talk about doing double dry rigs, how to use double indicator rigs. But, uh, yeah, when, when the fish are telling you what they want and they're aggressively feeding on dries, give them more of what they want. Go double dry, go triple dry. Yeah. Yeah, I like that, man. That's, that's fun. Just, I mean, just dry dropper is fun. I mean, dry fly fishing is fun, right? Fun. We're all yeah. in agreement there, yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah, I don't I don't know, man. Mop, the mop fly and the squirmy worm get a lot of hate on the internet. I don't get it. Yeah, I'm not about hate, man. And the squirmy worm, I mean, flat out puts fish in the basket all day long. Right. No matter where you're at. You, I mean, you go to some competitions. I mean, I don't, I don't know what the, the international competitions allow, but local competitions, I mean, they're cleaning up with the squirming worms. Yeah. I mean, the last time, uh, 
wasn't the last time. It was in October. We went to the San Juan, and the, the one of the other hated flies that I'll bring up is a bead. Yeah, the peg egg. Me and my buddy went down, and we, we'd been, we've been fishing the San Juan forever. But we went down, and I, you know, I, I told the guys down there. I said I'm going to start out with a squirmy worm, like a size twelve or a four on a fourteen hook, and I'm going to drop a bead off the back of that. And I, you know, I dropped a chartreuse bead off the back, and they're okay. like, "Oh, whatever, dude." And I mopped up. We killed fish on that rig. You well, know, I mean, let me speak to peg eggs versus traditional egg flies. I mean, every fish in the river is eating eggs during the spawn and just after the spawn. I mean, it's like the first major meal of the spring when the rainbows and the cuts spawn. Last major meal of the fall when the brooks and the browns spawn. So that's where the fish are at. That's where the action's at. And I'm not advocating ever fishing to fish on their reds. Um, you know, that's that's the future of our sport, the future of our rivers. So we're not advocating that. Right. But just like mortality of fishing a traditional egg pattern versus fishing a peg egg. I mean, the peg egg, we're setting a, a naked hook or a fly about mm-hmm. an inch and three quarters or two inches below this this egg. And the trout are feeding so aggressively on eggs I mean, they're, they're throwing them up in your net. I mean, yeah. it's, it's intense. And so a lot of times that traditional egg pattern, they might suck it a little deeper um, in a place that it's going to tear them up when you take it out. Yep. Whereas that peg egg is always, always going to be, you know, if you're setting that hook just two inches below it, corner of the mouth, easy hookup, less than 1% mortality. Yeah. Yeah. No, we are. That's, the, that's the it. I, I mean, here, I mean, I say here at Trout Porn, but, you know, the whole mentality at trout porn and you know just between Chaz and I and and really everybody in the group is if you're going to fish an egg you're going to peg it you peg it right no harm no harm no foul you know like you said they they eat these eggs with so much vigor and so fast and and just really reckless abandonment the way they eat those eggs right and you get one of those glow bugs back in there there's you're not getting it out right you know you're cutting it and he's running off of jewelry and you know and um i mean i uh again i've written articles that you can check out online about ethically fishing during the spawn how do you fish peg eggs and uh yeah we, we want to protect these fish so they can let them grow let them let them grow let yeah. them go and grow yeah no we uh you know it, we people catch a lot of flack for fishing during the spawn but it's not that you're trying to pull fish off of reds. Yeah, we're not we're not talking to those fish. You want the fish behind. You want you want those bows, you want those browns that are just gobbling eggs. That's right. That's that's the one you want. I mean, that's your chance to catch those big lake run fish too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh yeah. The beads the beads get a lot of hate, but it's it's the safest way, it's the best way. And and really, it's it's probably one of the better. The glow bugs are good imitations too, right? But you can only do so much and stay safe doing that. So, right. kind of sucks because you grow up you grow up fishing glow bugs, you know. Yeah. Well, shoot. I mean, let's be honest. We all grew up fishing salmon eggs, right? So yeah. we're evolving, yeah. but uh, we're not there yet. We're figuring it out. All right. So next question. It's going to be a tough one because I know you're a fly guy like me. One dry fly for the rest of your life. You know, so I could play it safe and catch Numerous a lot of sizes. Fish. Any size right. you want, you just get one pattern. All right. So, yeah, I guess what, I, what this comes down to is am I playing it safe and want to catch a lot of fish, or do I want to catch really big fish? So, 
if I was playing it safe, I would just say Elkhair Caddis. Okay. All right? I mean, it, it, I can fish it large and match some stoneflies. I can match some terrestrial moss. It's buoyant enough to, to hold up some droppers under it. I mean, it's a versatile, versatile fly. Um, but if I wanted to catch big fish, I would have to go with the Martian mouse. Mm. So the Martian mouse is uh, uh, a recipe of my own devising. And, I mean, mouse patterns um, get some depth charge-like strikes in the right season. And the fish you catch on them are, are ones for the trout porn world leaderboard. Yeah. But uh, you're not going to catch a lot of fish. So the Martian mouse is a play on fish vision. How do fish see color and motion, and how do you exploit that in your fly pattern? Okay. So during the day, trout see color. This is the long and the short, right? At night, trout don't. They only see the world in black and white. Right. So to exploit that, when we're fishing a lot of our mouse patterns, the Martian mouse has glow-in-the-dark flash off the belly that looks like the wake of that mouse paddling on top of the water at night. Ah. Yeah. And it's like uh, like UFOs are attracted to trailer parks. I mean, trout can't help themselves. They so blow this up. Yeah, tornadoes and UFOs. <laughs> love those trailer parks. And uh, so, yeah, the Martian mouse. Uh, Umqua hasn't found it yet. We're the only ones tying it. It's if they wanna if they wanna tie it, they better buy it from me. Nice. See, I might have to get some of those. It's uh, it's dynamite. I was literally on the same exact wavelength. I was thinking. Uh, X caddis because you can trim off that tail and go with like a regular caddis. You can leave it long, the trim merger. the wing, looks yep. like a mayfly. I mean, you can do a lot of stuff with an X I like it trimming. Yeah, I like the hack and the flies. Um, my other is a mouse. Same thing. It's it's Tommy Lynch's white belly mouse. Well, I want to replace Tommy Lynch's in your list. You can give mine a try. Ooh. You got them? You got them somewhere? I'm about to find these things. Yeah, check out the uh, PS Martian Mouse. So we've been playing, uh, you know, in in the classes and the stuff I talk about online. We we break down color and how how trout see it. Um, so during the day, trout see reds and purples and greens and ultraviolet. Um, at night, again, they lose that ability. So we have a Martian midge. We have a Martian micey shrimp. Um, ah. Really for exploiting those night fishing and and crushing the trout. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I might have to get some of that action. Yeah. I oh, love me some mousing. Yeah. <laughs> love me some mousing. Yeah, some, some mice on the, uh, oh, man, on the hog troughs at night and stuff like that. It's, uh, it's a good time. The dream stream. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun because, you. I mean, you can land a mouse and start swimming it and you see a V. You know, you see that V weight coming out and of here comes Jaws. nowhere, and you're just like, oh, God, don't screw this up. Yeah. Don't dry fly set. I think that's one of the hardest things is is fishing a mouse, and you, you, you're, you're trained to set the hook like you would on a dry fly. Right. With, let, them, let them slap it. Yeah. I mean, from what I've – my experience, I'm, you know, I'm not – I haven't done it forever, but uh, – my experience is let them hit it, let them take it, let them let them go tight with it, and then then you're on. Let it rip. Yep. So I like it. Mouse and a caddis. I can get down with a mouse and a caddis. Yes, I can. Um, 
So river, I don't know if, I'm, if it's really a river versus lakes techniques, tips, and tactics. Uh, how much lake fishing do you do? I do a lot. I mean, I manage uh, some fishing clubs that are just lake fisheries. Okay. And uh, come runoff, we're all looking for a place to wet a line. So yep. we're, all, we're all hitting the lakes. Yep. Yeah. So let's talk a little lake, a little lake tactics. Right. What's, uh, what's your favorite lake fly? You got a favorite? I, I know I've got a, f- I've got a favorite. I, I do. like leeches. Okay. All right. So some streamer action. I like some mohair leeches. Just slow and deep. Right. So, gosh, I mean, seasonally it's going to shift a little bit, but some of my favorite lakes to fish are going to be in the flat tops or South Park here in Colorado. And the reason those are trophy lakes is because of the scuds in those mm-hmm. lakes. Um, you know, some of these lakes you can throw a size 10 scud. Most of the time it's kind of that, you know, this time of year it's a 20 or an 18, but that's what grows these brooder trout. And so, right. yeah, I'll, uh, I'll do some, some slow retrieves on scuds going deep with like a, a type three sinking line an intermediate sinking line and those trout just chase them down and, and tear them up. Nice. Yeah, I like I like the lake fishing, man. It's fun. I mean, calabatus, like a dry calabatus mayfly in the summer when the trout are going airborne. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just that trumps everything else. But you know, yeah. we don't get that all the time. No, even even chironomids on indicators are those are really violent takes too. And it's it's a different those, pace. Those trout just you know it's slow and you're you know you're letting the wind do the work. But when right. they hit, I mean, it's like. It's down and gone. You're on right. Chronomids. Yeah. I don't, I, it's just so weird. I mean, it's 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 a different pace. You yeah. Know? Yeah. There's a there's a lot of good fun in lakes. Don't be afraid to fish lakes, people. No. You tell Lighting. me what species you want to catch. You want some tiger trout. You want uh, some some big cutties or some six pound uh, brookies. We Ooh. have them in the state. So yes, man, all the above. Hit me up and I'll uh, email me or, or or give me a call off the number on the website and I'll tell you where they're at. Yes, all the above, please. We will definitely do that. Um, shit, man, that's a lot of stuff. I like it. Yeah, well, I'm a resource. I'm a resource to you and your your listeners. So, I want you guys on the water and turning off your cell phones, except for grip and grins. So, yes, hit me up, and I will always steer you right. You don't need to buy anything from me. I just I want you on the water and advocating for the river. And if you need something, I'm, I'm happy to hook you up. How you feel about grip and grins? You know, um, I, I, it's it's what's gonna you know keep people going to the Cause river because that's one of those things. It's another hot button with a lot of people. Right. And there's again, like anything, there's gonna be a time and a place. Like you know, don't beat your trout on a bunch of rocks and let it you know beat itself to death. Like right, keep keep it wet, keep it in the water. Yep, get that picture quick, and then you know with wet hands and let that trout leave under its own power. Yeah, um, at, in warmer water uh, during the summer. I'm not an advocate of the grip and grin. You know, you get that fish to hand quick, and and you let it go quick, and make sure that it's uh, it's it's taken off under its own power. So there's a time to do it, but we don't want to be killing the trout. Yeah, I think the um, you know the extremes, the hots, the extreme hot and the street, extreme cold is. Yeah. I mean, you've got to keep them in the water. If you're going to bring them up, you're up. You know, five seconds max, I would think, and 
Yeah, try it on bass. Keep your finger out of their mouth. Keep your yeah. finger out of their gills. Like, yeah, it's a rough one. I, I hate mean, they're I, sensitive, you know? I it's, hate when people are lipping trout, and I'm like, yeah, really? It, I don't think it's malicious. I think it's just lack of education. So we yeah. need to educate people, and instead of screaming at them or, or blowing them up on the forums, like, you know, they might not have had a grandpa, or in my case, it was my mom who taught me how to fish. Like, be patient and, and, and show them the way. They'll, yeah. they'll be receptive. Yeah, or even like the people that get the big bass and hold them up like this. Yeah, you know, like sh- like you're handing somebody a letter and the bass's jaw is just wrecked. Yeah, they they just need to learn. Yeah. And I think people they're 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 excited. That's why they're showing you. So just teach them how to do it well. Yeah, I'm a I'm a fan of the tail. Get it by the tail. Support the belly. Yep, half in, half out of the water, something like that. I mean, those are some great shots. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Look at the the world leader trout boy. That's that's what they're looking like. Yes. All the time. Well, hell, man. That was a good talk. Yeah, thanks Appreciate for having it. me. I had a lot yeah. of fun. Uh, just a little couple things before we do wrap up here. Um, don't forget, Trout Porn website. You can get all your social media links at that one place. TroutPornNation.com. All the podcasts are there. You can listen to every single one of them there. All the merchandise is there, trucker hats, die-cast stickers, uh, podcast stickers, calendars, koozies. Uh, We've got two events coming up. We've got the 50 Shades of Grey's Reef coming up in June in Casper. Don't forget to go to that one. We've got some prizes. We've got some films, a speaker or two. Uh, We've got the Posse Fishing Contest that will start in May. We've got three teams right now, so be on the lookout for control items and go get you a big fish in May. Um, Fly Fishing Rendezvous, May 20th and 21st. May 20th, 21st, Fly Fishing Rendezvous. Like I said, I will be there. We will have a booth. Come by, visit, buy some swaggy. Go buy your tickets. If you're going to go, go buy your tickets uh, at the the Rendezvous site, right? Yeah, flyfishingrendezvous.com. Okay, go buy it. All caps, trout porn, get your ticket for seven bucks and you get a free raffle ticket. And tell your fishing buddies. I mean, we all fish with our friends. So, you yeah. know, come there, drink some up soap with us, have a good time. Yeah. And like I said, we will, uh, we'll have a booth. Uh, Peter will be there. So, you know, we'll, we'll be him, releasing the movie ear. there. Yeah. The movie will be out. Watch the movie, go buy some flies, $10 dozens. And, uh, yeah. So get out and make some trout porn. Please visit us at TroutPornNation.com or find us on Facebook, famous. (laughs) Twitter, or Instagram. The Trout Porn Podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Podbean. Don't forget to visit our sponsor, 5280Angler at 5280Angler.com. May the force be with you. Hasta la vista, baby. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, and fuck you, I'm out!